day one of orientation or at the end of the one-on-one interview, however you guys do it or both, you know, setting expectations on what you guys expect in the role and getting an agreement from them that, hey, I'm committed to these things and you can hold me accountable to them. So it seems like you would agree that's where the management and accountability process begins. What does it look like on an ongoing basis? Is that happening in one-on-one meetings with your team members or how do you kind of execute management well? No, that's a great question, Ryan. I think it, you know, as, as a manager, it's so key to have daily open communication with your team. We have standing calls in the morning and in the afternoon with my team as far as, hey, what's the day look like? What are we working on? Who's in our pipeline? Let's talk about that activity that's happening. And then towards the end of the day, it's kind of like wrapping up, okay, what, what do we have teed up for the next day, that follow-up? So for me, it's not the, it's just the, having that mind clarity of like, okay, we know what our goals are. We, we have metrics that we need to be met. And so, you know, I do weekly one-on-ones with our recruiters and we just talk about the week. We pull up our numbers and look at our pipelines, see kind of where we're trending as looking at our calendar. Are we going to meet our number for the week? If not, okay, what do we need to do to get that pipeline back full of, of interviews? Um, and so it's more of like being strategic with those recruiters, uh, being a resource to help them. You know, what's nice is I've created a, a team where it's kind of like, hey, if someone's a little bit down, like, hey, hands on deck, let's, let's help them out, you know? Oh, man, what can we awesome. do to maybe to to get their calendar full or to make some extra calls? I think I've kind of created, I've created that synergy with the team where they're all in it for each other. You know, sometimes organizations where it's just all about me, you know, it's just how I thrive, how I succeed. But if you can create that synergy with the team and really work off each other and buy in together it goes a long way and i've had to change my style because i was all about numbers crushing it <laughs> how many calls you need to make like yeah my sales are going to be booming you know but when i started bringing in kind of more team members i'm like i gotta change this like let's let's be more collaborative and so i actually have when we hold hold meetings i'm not running it i'm letting some of my other kind of senior recruiters run it i'm more of like okay like i'll go over numbers and stuff but they talk about activity where we're at with jobs where we're at with candidates kind of what we need to do to keep those pipelines full so you know i think by that's kind of where their buy-in is right i have that accountability we hold accountability as a team together like if we're not performing i think everyone takes responsibility like okay what can i do more to make sure that we meet our our metrics and our numbers and it's gonna look you know it's gone far it's been great yeah man there's a bunch of good stuff here too so i want to do a recap because this is such an important topic. This is where a lot of attrition happens with any type of department, including your sales team is the the experience with the the leader, the manager. I heard a statistic like a year or two ago from this sales assessment company that 85% of sales managers are not qualified to do their job. And if you hear about, if you just kind of listen to what Frankie just said, he pretty much laid out everything that you need to do to do the job well. It wasn't this crazy complex thing, but there's some things that he does that he actually cares about doing well that results in to him providing a good job experience and a leadership experience for his team. So let's recap on a couple things. First off, he has daily communication. I'm not sure exactly how that happens, but a lot of teams use Slack, right? For like consistent communication throughout the day, like a, a tech platform. That's just a free tool that you can get everybody in your company involved in and you can create channels and DM people. And it's just a really good communication platform. He says he starts his day with daily huddles at the beginning of the day, right? This is something that we actually recommend to every client that comes work with 
SRU is, hey, instead of doing one meeting a week or two meetings a week, let's transition to team meetings, get your team more engaged, get them more excited about the day, provide more value to them. And that's going to naturally increase their production. So he has a, a way for them to communicate with leadership and team members throughout the day. They do daily sales huddles. He mentioned something at the end of the day. I'm not sure exactly what he does, but at the end of the day, there's something that is clarified by each team member. Maybe it's like an end of day report. If you've ever heard of that, like an EOD, is that kind of like what you guys do or like an EOD report? Or is that like another meeting? Yeah, it's more of a follow-up, a touch base with each recruiter. It can be a huddle stand-up, but we use, we use teams quite a bit. So we'll just jump on teams and cool. and just see how the day was. How the day was so yeah, yeah, that's killer. That's killer. And the best teams, by the way, that we've kind of seen, they do more meetings, right? So the best like handfuls of teams. A lot of times companies don't want to invest this time because they just simply don't want to and or can't. But the best teams that we see do daily morning meetings and end of day huddles because your team is so engaged. You're interacting the, uh, with them constantly and providing that value and kind of understanding what's going on with everybody. He does weekly one-on-one meetings with which with each person as well. And he talks about what's going on with them and then also gets an understanding of what's going on in their recruiting pipeline. And at a high level, I think team meetings should happen weekly like you know Frankie does one-on-one because you need to be engaged and have some like intimacy with your people and know who they are and dedicate time to just them. But at a high level, if you think about your one-on-one meetings, the ideal situation is you can get to your one-on-one meeting and the tech that you run your company on, you could easily see the numbers. What exactly is this person accomplishing? So it's not hard to gather that information. And that call is about them, how you can provide value to them, how you can help them hit their projections and or goals and understanding exactly what where they're at based on your tech and how your sales, you know, sales processes track, like appointments generated and sits and pitches or whatever it is. But that one-on-one meeting is like, hey, how you doing? What's the good and bad going on, right? Sometimes maybe stuff outside of work is going to come up, but you're building a relationship with them and then getting it back to their job as well and seeing how we can help them accomplish their goals. He, he mentioned a while ago too that he realized probably that not every person on the planet is like Frankie, where he's just like freaking all day numbers, prescient type of person. He's like, okay, not everybody's like me. So I need to transition to kind of grinding people in that way a little bit, which is, I think, super Super, super important. We want to make that, you know, those those meetings with, you know, your people about them and what they want and their goals and not just about what are you doing for the company, if that makes sense. But at a high level, you know, what, what Frankie does, uh, what I'm hearing is that he leads from the front and one of the most important things that their organization cares about, which is relationships. So he leads from the front in that area, both with the clients and their internal team. And that has obviously impacted the team members below him, but he truly cares about his people. He's a servant leader. And then on top of that, he has the basic structure, the daily sales huddles, the end of day sales huddles, the one-on-one team meetings. They can track exactly what the, the, the recruiters are doing. And then he truly cares and invests into his people. And therefore they have an amazing organization and team. And really that's what management is. It's like, we got our process together on how we do our meetings, provide a good open area for communication. And we care and be the servant leader and build those relationships with our team members and also hold them accountable. But in a nutshell, that's kind of like what makes a, a, a good leader. So awesome notes there, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, I would say too, Ryan, that one thing that I've learned just from those, just from kind of being in management and having those weekly one-on-ones is like, kind of let your guard down, like be more emotionally involved as far as like, just with your recruiters, like learning about who they are, like what maybe they they do outside of work, what's fun, like hobby, you know, what's new with their family. Like it's gone so far for me, like in my team, like it just shows like you really care, like you're you're genuine. You're not all about the business, you're not all about numbers and metrics like you really care about 
about them as a person and it goes a long way and it shows in their performance too. Love it. Thanks for kind of wrapping up that that topic in that way. Super important, right? Those conversations as he's caring about them outside of what the work is, right? And they, you know, I had a uh, my second sales job, my sales manager, Michelle, this guy from Iran, he was an amazing sales manager and he cared about me in that way. And at the time I looked at him kind of like, like a father figure. Like I would run through a brick wall for the guy. I would do anything for him. I was committed to him because he, he supported and cared and loved on me so much that I wanted to work for him and do well for him in the company. And like kind of intimately caring about your people is really involved in doing that. So that's awesome. And you know, if you don't like that, if you're in a management role and you hate showing up to those one-on-ones and kind of not being authentic and you're like, okay, I understand what I need to do and I'm going to do this, but you actually kind of hate it and it's not authentic. You're going to continue to have the same leadership problems because maybe you shouldn't be in a leadership role, which is okay. A lot of people want to be the leader and the manager, but like I said earlier, 85% of people in at least sales management are not qualified for that role. A big part of that is the care piece. They don't want want to invest into the relationship and they're better off maybe just selling or something like that, or maybe even being a, a trainer instead. <music>